The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 10th chapter. Jesus said, Very truly I tell you, anyone who does not enter the sheepfold by the gate, but climbs in by another way, is a thief and a bandit. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep hear his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes ahead of them, and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. They will not follow a stranger, but they will run from him because they do not know the voice of strangers. Jesus used this figure of speech with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. So, again, Jesus said to them, Very truly I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who come before me are thieves and bandits, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters by me will be saved and will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. The Gospel of the Lord. a question for you. Have you ever grown anything? Like a plant or a vegetable or which technically the same thing so we're off to a good start. What have you grown? Yeah. Um, I've grown flowers. Flowers. Very nice. How about you Finn? Um, um, at Sunday school um, not today but a long time ago um, I grew a bean. A bean? Very cool. Nice. Two. You're doing good. But it's not growing yet. <laughs> not yet. Still got some shot? Yeah. All right. All right. Sounds good. What did you grow? Flowers. Flowers. Very nice. What did you grow? Lots of stuff. Okay. How about you, Ava? Same. Lots of stuff. Very good. Yeah. Kristen and I, we had our first garden together last year. And we grew a few things. We grew some corn and some green beans and some cucumber, some tomato. I think that's all. We had some herbs as well. This year, we're going to grow a garden again. And do you think we're going to grow the same stuff? Some yes, some no. We're probably still going to do some green beans because I love those and some tomatoes. We're also going to try some muskmelon, some cantaloupe. Muskmelon. That's something my grandpa called it. It's probably not the right name, but that's okay. Is there different ways to care for all these things? Yeah. So what's the difference? How would I care for them differently? Yeah. Well, some plants, um, they need... 
They need shade, mm -hmm. sun. Yep, some need more shade, some need more sun. Some need more water, and some don't need water as much. But the basics of caring for them are pretty similar. When you care for something, you have to pay attention to it, right? You have to keep looking at it. Can't just let it go. Nope, can't let it go. Because what will happen if you just let it go? Yeah, it doesn't have enough water. Sometimes you didn't fertilize. Sometimes it needs different soil. You have to pay attention to it. You pay attention to all that it needs and all that it wants, and it'll grow. God does the same thing with God's creation. All of creation God cares for and God takes care of. And God has also made you and us part of creation. You and I, ugh, part of creation. And God cares for us and tends to us and gives us things we need to grow. And we, in turn, do the same thing for our brothers and sisters and for the whole world. We take care of it. We tend it. We steward it. That's what it means to be a steward. Someone who cares for something. Someone who pays attention to what it needs and what it wants to grow. We steward. So, this week, as the plants are hopefully through drinking up all this really nice water, I want you to see things that are growing and see if they're getting what they want. I want you to look at not just plants and animals, though those are good. I want you to look at your friends and your family. See if they're healthy and need what they, and have what they need. I want you to look at your strangers that you see every day. See if they look like they have what they need. And then I want you to think about God and what God does to care for all of those things and all those people. Okay? Excellent. Shall we pray? Let us pray. God, you create all things, and you give us all that we need. We ask that as you share these good things with us, we might share what we have with others, that we might take care of and steward all that's around us, and that you might bring us into closer relationship with you and with our neighbors. For the sake of your Son, Christ our Lord. Amen. of Jesus. Amen. On this Sunday, with Creation Sunday and also what's typically called Good Shepherd Sunday, although John goes more the route of Good Gate Sunday, we have metaphors that we don't typically use in direct relationship with one another. God as a creator and Christ as a gate. And yet, I think when we pair the two together, we come down to a very common understanding, a very common theme. A theme of relationship, a theme of pattern, a theme of what voices we follow. The voice of the gate, or the gatekeeper, or the shepherd, or whichever image you want to take out of John, and the voice of the creator. Voices. Voices tell us who we are, Voices tell us what to do. Voices tell us how to understand and how to see the world. 
And I think when we begin with that John text, we have an understanding of what these voices can do. These voices, if they are the voice of God, these voices, if they are the voice of Christ and the Spirit, these voices can lead us into good places, can lead us out of the places where we gather, like here, into places of the world where we are fed and nourished and protected, back together again to understand indeed what those places were and how they were among us. But these voices can also come from other places. It seems like a pretty simple metaphor, but the disciples don't get it immediately, and I think it escapes us from time to time too. Voices that come through the gate, voices that come through Christ, we can point those out most of the time fairly easily. These are the voices that we hear in a good church. These are the voices that we hear at the font and at the table. These are the voices that we hear when the gospel is purely proclaimed and the sacraments rightly administered. These are the voices that tell us faithfully what we hear in Scripture and what we see in daily life. But there are other voices. There are things that don't want to enter through this gate and have a different understanding of what it means to be and be in this world, they come in different angles, over the fence, under the fence, over the wall, around it. These voices tell us dramatically different things. And not dramatically different in the way that they sound, but they lead us to a dramatically different place. These voices tell us things like, Take care of yourself. And that's right. Please take care of yourself. <laughs> Please make sure that you're eating and that you're sleeping. Please make sure that what is coming to you is good. Now, at the same time, that's not the whole of the message. Care for yourself, but also love others just as you love yourself. In that phrase... You both have the love of others and the love of self. It is holistic. It is united. It is a part of the interwoven fabric of our very creation. Care for yourself. It's just close enough to sound right, but just a little bit off enough to separate us from one another. Be strong. Again, that's good. Caring and pushing and being a fruitful part of this world is a good thing. To be strong, to have strength is a good thing. But at the same time, it's just a little bit off. Be strong stands by itself. We are interwoven, after all. We are a part of creation. We don't eat a single grain of wheat. We eat bread. Things that are put together and bonded together and broken down and then reunited in a different way. Strength is not by ourselves. Strength is together. And so it sounds right, but it's just a little bit wrong. We hear so many of these. We hear that it is good for people to be quick, for people to be intelligent, for people to be self-reliant. 
And all of these things, while a little bit right, are just a little bit wrong too. The voices that come not through the gate but over the wall are not overt in how they are different. They're not silly at their face. They're voices that tell us to just think about ourselves a little bit more, to think about the center of the universe in a different way. And it slowly comes here. The voices, they're slick. One voice tells us what is good and leads us out and leads us out together. One voice tells us what is good and leads us back and leads us into a common community. One voice tells us to love one another as we love ourselves, and that is intricately, intricately united. And other voices simply say, self. The voice of the Creator. In the very beginning of heaven and earth, God spoke into being, and we've covered this a few times. But when God decided to create, God didn't take out a cosmic hammer and pound out the mountains and the valleys. God simply spoke, and they agreed. They were formed. God speaks, and it happens. What God spoke, we can still see. And what God speaks, we can still see. And God did not speak a creation of self-reliance, but God spoke a creation and speaks a creation of interdependence. There's flowers and there's pollinators. There's fruit. There's life that comes out of that fruit, but there's also food that comes out of that fruit. There's a multiplicity of possibility in every grain of wheat. One for the life of the plant that it surely intended. One for the life of the bird that will surely eat it. One for the life of the human that will surely bake it. And yet, the commonality of all those things is life. And life abundant. Somehow, wheat has enough life for itself for the birds, and for us. There is enough life. There's enough life for the plants, for you and for me. There's enough life for creation as a whole. And even as one life gets itself to another, life continues in abundance. This voice is the voice of the gate. This voice is the voice that we center ourselves on. On this Creation Sunday, on this Easter Sunday, I want us to center ourselves once again. Not in the voices that we hear throughout the rest of the world, not in the voices that come over the wall and under the fence, but on the singular voice that tells us not just that we are loved and not just that we are claimed, but that there is life for us and for life for all. And that there is enough of it to go around. We do not need to fight each other for good life. 
We do not need to harm each other for good life. We do not need anything more than a shepherd that leads us towards a common, unifying, creative voice. That is not what the world will tell you, but it is what our God says. May God soften our hearts towards this voice. May we hear this voice regularly. And in the world, may we be the ones that say and speak the words of this voice. Thanks be to God for creation and for the gate. Amen.